Hello, and welcome to Cauldron Cakes and Wine, a Harry Potter podcast. My name is Polly, and today we are going to be talking about Breaking Dawn Parts 1 and 2 to finish off the Twilight series. Um, Just a reminder that this podcast is marked explicit, meaning we talk about sensitive subjects and sometimes swear. Be sure to check the show description for any content warnings, which for this one, I'm just going to say before we even start, there's going to be a lot of content warnings surrounding pregnancy. If you know anything about Breaking Dawn, you already know why. Uh, That being said, there's going to be spoilers for everything to do with any of the Twilight books or movies. So if you have not read those or watched those yet, go and check them out first. Also, you can check us out on social media. We have Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, and TikTok now. We are either Cauldron Cakes and Wine or CC and Wine everywhere on all social media. Also, if you would like to hear me talk more seriously about films, then you can check out our sister podcast, The Femflix Podcast. My best friend, Asta, and I, we talk about films over on that podcast from a critical feminist lens. We go a little more in depth than I'm going to go or have gone on the Twilight series, but go and check it out if you like film. Okay, so today we are going to be talking about Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2. Part 1 came out in 2011 and Part 2 came out in 2012. These movies were directed by Bill Coden. They are adaptations of the Stephanie Meyer book Breaking Dawn. The screenplay was written by Melissa Rothenberg, and it is starring Kristen Stewart, Robert Patterson, and Taylor Lautner. Um, okay, I just did have one note that I wanted to correct. Um, so in the last episode, I was talking about Jasper, and I was specifically talking about him being a part of the Confederate side of the Civil War in the States, and... I just want to correct one thing. I said, I can't believe they even vaguely mentioned this. I was watching clips on TikTok and they fully mention it in the movie. So I just wanted to correct myself that it was worse than I even thought because I wasn't really paying it that close of an attention to it. I missed that. He said that, but he just straight up says it. Anyways, we're going to get a little even more outraged the more we go on because this This is something else. This movie, these two movies, are two of the weirdest movies I have ever watched in my entire life. Um, yeah. So, before we start, I do just want to say, um, that I'm I'm not feeling very well. I woke up in the middle of the night last night and I was having, like, a really upset stomach. I was, without going into too much detail, I was like laying on my bathroom floor crying um, for part of the evening. So if I sound a little bit off, it's just because of that. And I, I could have waited and pushed this off till tomorrow to record, but I really, I just want to be free from this. I just want it to be over. So I'm going to try, I'm going to put as much energy into this as I can, but I'm still feeling pretty off today. Um, anyways, okay, we're gonna just jump right in with plots. I am talking about both movies in one go, so starting off with part one, 
The movie opens with Jacob getting an invite to Bella's wedding, and he, like, pulls off his shirt and runs into the rain all angry and turns into a wolf. Uh, Bella's mom gets the invite and is very excited, which we're all very confused about why she's so excited that her 18-year-old daughter is getting married. I don't know, but whatever. That's not even the weirdest thing that happens in this movie by far. So... This movie is off to a wild start. Bella has a dream the night before her wedding, and there are rose petals falling from the sky, and everyone is wearing white, and then Edward is all bloody at the altar, and they turn around, and all of their wedding guests are covered in blood. Like, if that's the- if you're having nightmares like that before your wedding, there's something very wrong. Very wrong. This is- one of the most over-the-top, like, strangest weddings ever when they actually get to the actual wedding. It's really, really pretty. It's almost like a big advertisement for really big, expensive weddings. There are flowers everywhere. Just the amount of flowers that are at this wedding would have been so, so expensive. I just, I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there are a lot of lines in this movie that are subtle jabs at the movie and book itself. There's a moment where Jessica is like, Bella must be pregnant because no one gets married at 18. And there's another moment where Alice is like asking Bella's school friends, um, is it too much? And Jessica's got this look on her face like, and she's just like, no, it's not. But, like, you can tell she means, yes, yes, this is. This is too much. This is weird. But, honestly, the wedding is really pretty. It's it's all just very awkward, though. It's, I don't know. Eventually, Jacob shows up at the wedding, and then him and Bella dance, and they have a really weird conversation where, basically, he says that she's going to be dead to him. And then Bella, in a roundabout way, tells him that Edward and her are going to have sex while she's still a human on her honeymoon and Jacob loses it he like loses it and she she ends up getting really mad at him and being like this is none of your business and he like grabs her arm and she yells at him like finally we see Bella get a bit of a backbone like don't let these guys treat you this way so Bella and Edward go on their honeymoon and they go to Brazil. And there's this just like I I honestly like when I was watching this, I don't know if I ever saw this movie before. This might be the first time I ever watched it. I remember the plot from the book, but I have no memory of watching these last movies. So they get to their resort and Edward asks her if she wants to go swimming and so Bella goes and aggressively like brushes her teeth and like pours water all over her arms and then shaves her legs and she's rooting through her suitcase and Alice has only packed bras and lingerie for her and Bella goes down to the water naked and it's so uncomfortable they like make out in the water and <laughs> I don't know and then they go back and they have sex and uh, at least they didn't cover Robert Patterson in white makeup for this. It's pretty ridiculous though. Bedward, 
Bedward. <laughs> Edward is breaking the bed around them. I don't know. It's a lot. <laughs> I was kind of like making notes about how I can't imagine what it would be like to see the housekeepers um faces after all of this and then you you see the house. They show it to you. They have the housekeepers come in and they see it. Sabella has like handprint bruises all over her body um, that she just didn't seem to notice and also doesn't seem to care about. And I, I was like, I get where Fifty Shades of Grey came from right now. I get it. Um, and then there's this weird montage of Edward and Bella playing chess and running around in nature. And <laughs> basically Bella's trying to get Edward to have sex with her again because he doesn't want to hurt her. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's like we are 50 minutes into this movie and they're still on their honeymoon. But everything is about to change. The tone of the movie completely changes. Bella starts throwing up and she's like, I'm pregnant. And there's this really funny shot of like super, super skinny Kristen Stewart looking in front of the mirror at like a basically non-existent bump. And she's like this can't be happening but it's literally the smallest bump in the world look we're about to proceed into some of the most disturbing things i've ever seen out of a ya book or movie it she says she can feel it moving inside of her and i was just like oh god i'm not ready for this so edward goes and gets the maid and asks the maid for help and edward Basically, this housekeeper is like, death. She touches Bella's stomach and says, death. <laughs> um, so we get back to the Cullen's house and Jacob shows up and Bella is very pregnant. And oh man, Rosalie is all protective over Bella now because she's pregnant. So she likes her now because Rosalie likes babies. Basically, the baby is growing really, really fast inside Bella, and I feel like there's some sort of weird conversation going on here about abortion, but it's just such a mess. Like, this baby might have killed Bella, and the Cullens are really divided on how to proceed, but Bella wants to keep the baby. Which is a strange decision. It's also made out to seem like this is the noble decision. Like, if you could potentially die, it's noble of you to then keep the baby? Um, I don't, I don't know. Like, I guess at the end of the day, like, Bella decides to keep the baby, so that's her choice, and she gets to choose what she wants to do. There's also this weird thing that's happening where everybody keeps calling the baby a fetus and rosalie is like no it's a baby call it a baby i don't it's very uncomfortable i i i feel like this movie is like trying to say that you should proceed with like dangerous pregnancies because it's a baby and every baby is a blessing i don't know it it's very uncomfortable it's really, really uncomfortable, and I hate this entire thing in general. The werewolves decided that 
they want to kill Bella, but Jacob says he will not. So he goes to warn the Cullens. Um, Edward is like Googling baby vampires. Um, and they show this truly disturbing montage of images. <laughs> I, I hate this. I don't know if I've mentioned that I hate this, but I hate this. Um, have I mentioned that? Yep. No. Okay. There is a lot going on here with Bella's pregnancy that I just can't get into because I just can't and I choose not to. Um, I don't know why they decided to go with all of this like body horror. I, they show like Bella's emaciated body as she's like getting into a bathtub and I know it's supposed to be disturbing, but it's also a teen romance movie. So I don't get what's happening here. I really don't think I've ever watched this and I wish I never had. Everyone is just sitting around watching Bella starve to death and the baby kill her. And then there's this really weird scene where all the werewolves find out that Bella is having a vampire baby. And they have this conversation all together and it's in half English and half growling. It is so weird. The aesthetic of these films is so strange. I, I don't know. See, if they'd made these movies just one movie, then they could have glossed over all of this and made it like max 20 minutes. They did not have to go this in depth to this. Bella needs to feed the baby, so she has to drink blood. It's too much. This is too much. Around like an hour and 30 minutes, I started to actually like dissociate from watching this film. Like I was, I felt like numb. <laughs> okay, so if Bella names the baby a boy, it's going to be EJ after Edward Jacob. Like I thought that what she actually names the baby was the worst possible name in the world, but no, Edward Jacob, you cannot name your baby after someone you're in a weird love triangle with. That's fucking weird. That's weird. So if it's a girl, which it ends up being, they're going to name it Renesme after Renee and Esme. It's the worst possible baby name in the fucking world. This is why our fucking generation, all of these millennials, name their kids weird fucking shit because they were fucking Twilight fans for sure. It's horrifying. By the way, her middle name is, what is it? It's like Carly? After Carlisle and Charlie, that is a much better name. She should have named her kid that and then given Renesme as the weird fucking middle name. I don't, I don't get it. You know, I was on Reddit recently and I was on our Am I the Asshole? And it was this woman who was having a baby with her husband and her husband was convinced that they were going to name their kid Renesme and she wouldn't let him. And he started posting on Instagram telling people that they were naming their baby Renesme and she said that she refused and she was like, am I the asshole? And I was like, obviously you're not. Your husband wants to name your baby Renesme. Like, no. Anyways, okay. So Bella gives birth. I was literally screaming while I was watching this. I am positive I have never seen this. For sure, never seen it before. It was horrifying. They make some very strange choices. I was really upset after watching this. I had to turn it off. I had to take a break. And then I 
like could not even continue like i i couldn't i didn't know what to do <laughs> i don't like horror and so this was a lot for me it actually i i recorded myself watching it and i put it on tiktok and on instagram reels so if you are interested in watching that it's it's pretty funny. I swear I was not playing it up. That was my honest to God reaction to this. Honestly, I think part of the reason why this hit me so much is, okay, I don't want to like offend anyone here. This is just my feelings. And I know that this is, there's some reality of this that isn't based in reality. This is just in my head. Um, it's so upsetting for me to think about pregnancy. I think pregnancy is disgusting. I'm, see, I can hear myself. I'm going to offend people when I say this. Like, uh, yeah, I, I just, I think that pregnancy is really, really gross. It really disturbs me. And I hope that people understand when I'm saying this that I am not trying to be offensive. This is some like deep-rooted like psychological shit and I don't know why I'm like this. But so watching this was even worse to me than I could have possibly imagined. Because <laughs> like arguably this is like a worst case scenario for pregnancy. <laughs> like... Edward literally bites open her stomach and then pulls the baby out and you fucking see it. You fucking see it. Oh my god, I can't. I, I, I can't. I can't talk about it anymore. I'm sorry. Okay. Jacob sees Renesmee for the first time and he imprints on her. And this is not good. This is bad. These things are happening so quickly. So many bizarre things are happening so fast. Maybe that's why they needed to make these movies two parts. Because you need time to process what the fuck is happening. <laughs> I honestly don't really understand how these movies were rated PG-13. I don't know how that birth scene was rated PG-13. You you know there's some parent who was sitting there in the theater, like, watching this with their tween, like, oh my god, what have I done? Why did I let my kid watch this? You know it. You fucking know it. So, Bella has this whole traumatic birth. Edward, like, stabs her full of venom, like, literally a big-ass needle in the heart, full of venom, and then she opens her red eyes, and that is the end. That is the end of part one. So basically, the whole plot of part one is wedding, honeymoon, violent, violent pregnancy. <laughs> this is a bad movie. This is bad. This movie was not good. I hated it. Okay, part two. So Bella is a vampire now, and she has to go hunting in a blue dress because Bella wears dresses now. Poor Kristen Stewart. They make her like weirdly scale this mountain and then kill a mountain lion. <sighs> like can't, I, I also, she, so she goes to meet her kid for the first time after all of this. And I don't understand why Bella can't have a fucking moment alone. Everyone is always standing around her watching every milestone moment that she has. She finds out that Jacob imprinted on her daughter and is pissed. Like, thank God 
She is having normal reactions for once. Jacob calls Renesme Nessie, which is the worst nickname ever. And Bella screams, you nicknamed my daughter after the Loch Ness Monster. It, they had to, they know. They fucking know that this shit is bad. Listen to the lines. Listen to what they're saying. They wrote this knowing it was bad. They are making fun of it to our faces. <laughs> I do have to ask, though, like, if Jacob is such a good guy and Bella needs him and wants him in her life, what are you so afraid of, girl? Yeah, you clearly know it's fucking weird. You clearly know it's fucking weird that he is in love with your fetus. Um, and maybe you also know deep down that he's, like, controlling in a D-bag. Anyways, so this imprinting shit is really fucked up. Renesme is a child. Yeah, she grows kind of fast. But she is still a child. <laughs> but, uh isn't always going to be she's always going to be much younger than jacob it does not matter it doesn't matter she's always going to be younger and the idea that just because she looks like a woman now that she's fair game is fucked up it's also fucking weird and bizarre to be like i loved bella because i was in love with the part of her that was renesmee like what i'm literally screaming internally right now i'm screaming I I can't. I also really get the impression that Rosalie, like, thinks this baby is hers. She's always holding it. Always. Bella and Edward get gifted their own home on the property, and it's like, where did this little cottage property come from? Was it always there? I mean, this is the most normal thing any of the couples have done. Why do they all live together like that? It's weird. Like, they're, a, they're adults in relationships, and they can hear everything. So I got really confused because they were going to tell Charlie that Bella was dead. And I was like, that can't be what happened. And I was like, okay, no, no, no. No, that's not. Jacob goes and tells Charlie that Bella is alive, but that she's changed. And then he rips off his clothes, starts stripping in front of Charlie. And Charlie is like, what the fuck are you doing in front of me, kid? And then Jacob turns into a wolf in front of him. I feel so bad for Charlie. So bad. Charlie goes to see her and he can't know anything, basically. They tell him nothing. Poor Charlie, after all of this time, gets no explanations and they don't even explain anything at all. Like, they don't even mention Renee. She doesn't even, she doesn't get to know what anything, she doesn't even know, does she even know Bella was quote unquote sick? I don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. So another vampire sees Renesmee and she goes to the Volturi and then Alice sees them coming and they go around collecting people, showing them Renesmee and basically they're proving that the baby wasn't a baby that was bitten. They're proving that it's like a half baby, half vampire, which is apparently better. They're trying to gather people to fight the Volturi with them, in case that's what it comes down to. So all of these vampires come, and they have all of these weird superpowers. Like, 
And they realize that Bella is a shield, which means she can protect herself and others from their powers, which is apparently very powerful. There is still an hour left of this movie, and I was like, what could they possibly fill this hour with? So a bunch of random shit happens that isn't that interesting, and then the Volturi come to meet them, and there are all of these vampires on one side, and the Volturi on the other, and then the wolves come in, and it looks kind of funny. There's, like, this ragtag group of vampires against the these, like, cloaked Volturi. I do have to say, there is some... Tr- uh, no, I'll talk about this later. I'll talk about this with costumes. It's okay. So the vampire dude from the Volturi is like checking the truth of Renezme, and he does this like really fucking nuts laugh. He's like, oh, and it was the strangest moment. I don't know. I don't know what was happening. But after that, he figures out that she's half immortal. And, like, a whole bunch of shit happens that's way more complicated than it needs to be. This movie does, like, a fake-out where they all start fighting. And I was really confused for a moment because it's like, pretty sure this isn't how this goes down. And then, like, you see Carlisle's head get ripped off. And was like, okay, this is definitely not what happens. Um... This must have freaked the fuck out of a bunch of teenage girls when they watched this in the theater for the first time. It's actually a pretty good twist, if you ask me, I guess. Like, to show what would have happened if they actually fought. Because this movie needed some sort of action. Like, something had to happen. It's so anticlimactic for them to just walk up to each other, stare at each other a bunch, talk, and then walk away, which is what happens. The, the But this battle is absurd and it's actually pretty violent i can't believe they didn't get a higher rating they are just ripping people's heads off left and right and like ripping people in half there's one part where like one of the vampires like from like the jaw the jaw gets ripped off like it's a lot I mean, I'm kind of here for it. Like, watching Kristen Stewart just, like, rip vampire heads off was... It was a thing. <laughs> Listen, the whole ending to this film was way more complicated than it needed to be. All you need to know is they decide not to fight. And... Jacob jokes with Edward, should I start calling you dad? Like, no... No, Jacob, we should just start calling you a pedophile. And then everybody lives happily ever after. The end. That's that's all. So, moving on to cinematography for part one. When Bella and Edward go into the water to go swimming on their honeymoon, there's like this full moon and they're standing in it and it looks so strange. I don't I don't know what it was about this, but there is such a strange aesthetic to it. It was shot so oddly. When Edward finds out that Bella is pregnant, he like zooms around the room collecting his things up and it looks so bad. This is some of the worst like vampire running we see in the entire series. I don't know why I'm hung up on the vampire running and whether it's good or bad, but I am and that is my hill to die on. Okay. There was a vampire pregnancy in this. I am just going to talk as much as I want about vampires running. After Jacob 
can't convince Bella to abort her baby. He runs through the woods and there are all of these strange clips of things Bella has said. And there's these like red images and trees. It's so strange. There are a couple really weird montages throughout both of these movies. There are a lot of weird shots when Bella turns into a vampire. She's like, there's like blood droplets and body parts and parts of her life. It's a really weird montage, just like the wolf montage. So going into part two for cinematography, Bella as a vampire is like more aware of things and they keep doing these close-up shots of like macro lens shots. It's kind of weird. I get what they were trying to do. It just didn't work for me. I didn't think it worked. Um, there are all of these weird shots when Bella is hunting for the first time. Like, she is, like, speed climbing up the side of a mountain in, like, a short blue, like, clubbing dress. It is weird as fuck. I don't know why they did this. Bella and Edward have, like, really dramatic vampire sex and there is CGI gold glitter all around Bella's head. It's fucking weird. I, I don't know. I, and then finally, the movie is over and you're like, thank fucking God, it's over now. And they have the craziest credit roll. They have all of these weird black and white shots of like every single person who was ever in this movie. <laughs> like, the housekeepers get a shot, okay? There And there are, like, these, like, page-turning quotes from the books. Like, I don't know why they did this. They just took themselves way, way too seriously. Okay, so moving on to soundtrack. I have one note for this because apparently I can't pay attention to any of the songs in this movie. Honestly, we can all forgive me, right? We can forgive me because there's a lot of weird shit happening, at least in these two movies. So I, sorry, I didn't notice the the music. The song that Edward and Bella get married to has the oddest lyrics. I don't know what is happening. The lyrics are flightless bird, jealous, weeping or lost you, American mouth, big pill looming, now I'm a fat house cat. <laughs> I think I wrote that down wrong. My snoring, blunt tog watching the warm poison rat. What is happening? Why is this the only song I noticed from the movies? Okay. Acting. I have nothing to say about this. They did a good job with what they were given. Period. That is it. Okay? They are not to blame for anything on that screen. <laughs> Costumes. So for part one, we're going to talk a little bit about Bella's wedding dress. It was nice. I mean, it was a wedding dress. It could have been nicer. I weirdly have a lot of opinions about wedding dresses. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I do. Um, it had long sleeves. I do like a long sleeve wedding dress. I think um, especially like, I mean, I guess Kristen Stewart doesn't have to worry about this because she's very thin, but I think, you know, it it covers the arms nicely. You know, I, I'm not a fan of 
a strapless wedding dress. I feel like those always, people pull them up all night. So I think it's got to have, you know, something else going on there. I love an illusion neckline for wedding dresses. Chef's kiss. I love that. That's my favorite. So there's some lace going down the back and it's got really nice like closures in the back and there's like a slight mermaid cut happening but it's not too dramatic. I think too much mermaid I would have just been like no don't like that dress and there's nothing really excessive about it. Honestly though the fabric looked kind of cheap. I'm it did. I don't know. I'm sorry. All the other dresses at the wedding they're pretty. They're dated, but they're pretty. For that time period, they would have been really pretty. Um, when Bella and Edward go on their honeymoon, they're dressed kind of like they're adults. Like, like they're play-acting adults. Edward is wearing a button-up shirt and dress pants, and he's carrying a leather suitcase. And Bella is wearing a cream dress that looks like something Lily Vanderwoodson from Gossip Girl would have worn to a fancy party. It's odd. Bella never dresses like this. Why did they do that? So in part two, um, I feel like as soon as Bella is a vampire, they dress her differently. Like she's suddenly wearing dresses and dresses in very inappropriate settings. Like, I don't get it. Like, why did they do that? Honestly, everyone in these movies is dressed a lot better. It's a bit dated, but it's better than all of the other movies. Um, I think they did a good job of the Valturi. They looked pretty cool. They were wearing like cloaks and everything looked very grand. So that was cool. I totally forgot to put this in, but I'm editing. So now I've like, I'm just going to edit it in with the, the stuff about the costumes. Um, I remembered that I was going to talk about this and I, I was going to talk about it earlier and then I had to put it here. So I forgot. Here we go. There is these vampires that are from Brazil and the costumes that they make them wear are like straight up racist. They are wearing these like tribal outfits. It's it's bad. Why does every other vampire from everywhere else, like all the white vampires, get to wear normal clothing no matter where they came from? Why don't these vampires wear normal clothing? I, I don't understand. It's really bad. Okay. Final thoughts. Here we go. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I don't know. I'm really glad to be done watching these movies. I feel like I could have gone a lot more in-depth talking about the messaging in these films, what they say about motherhood, and even the stuff with, like, the sort of abortion imagery. Like, I could have gone way more in-depth, but I just was so exhausted by these films that I I couldn't think about it. I couldn't write notes about it. As I mentioned before, I am very certain I never watched these films. I really thought that I did. I really, really thought that I did, but I am pretty positive that I didn't. I have no memory of this. Maybe 
if you ask me in another five years, I have no memory of it anymore. Maybe this is like a repressed memory. Maybe I'm, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I really think this is the weirdest ending to a YA series possible. I just don't get why she had to have it go down like this. Why did she do this? I honestly, like, you compare this to the ending of Harry Potter or the Hunger Games. Like, Harry Potter, like, I remember being so fucking mad at that epilogue. Is it the epilogue? Is that the one that's afterwards? Where they're all at Grand Central Station and Harry's kids all get named Albus Severus or some shit like that. I remember being so mad at that. But now, like, thank you. Thank you, J.K. Rowling, for not doing something weird as fuck like this. Thank you. I'll just take it. I will literally just take Albus Severus over this, okay? I don't care. (laughs) I honestly think everyone involved in making this, they just wanted it to be over with. That's it. They wanted it fucking done. Even I want this to be done. I willingly made this like four series podcast about this and I just talked about two movies for only half an hour and I am like I don't even care. I don't even fucking care. I could talk so much more about these films and I it's just not worth it. This is so bizarre. It's uh, what happened? Someone please explain to me what the fuck happened. Why did this happen? I feel like I'm really upset about this. <laughs> I remember when I when I turned the movie off, I realized that like my right eye was like twitching. It was just twitching. I couldn't handle it. I I couldn't I couldn't handle it. Um, I will say one last thing. No, I don't have it. It's gone. I thought I had something, but I don't. Anyways, um, if you're still here with me. Thank you. It has been a wild, wild ride, a truly wild ride. I do not suggest doing a Twilight marathon. Um, I suggest if you want to rewatch them, it's a fun rewatch. I will say that. Um, Just don't do them too close together and do not do it alone. Don't watch these movies alone. Like, you will be sitting there, like, looking at your screen being like, what's happening? Do you see this? Do you see this? And there's nobody there to make jokes with you about it. So you just feel like you're slowly getting crazier and crazier and crazier. Um, that being said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end it there. Okay. So be sure to check us out on social media. You can go and find us on TikTok, Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter. Uh, We are either CC and Wine or Cauldron Cakes and Wine on all social media. And like I said before, if you want to hear me talk about much better films in a much um, more in-depth way, then go and check out my sister podcast, which I do with my friend Asta. It is called the Femflix Podcast. It's a part of the Cauldron Cakes and Wine sort of universe network, if you will. Um, I like those those episodes are awesome. You know, I to have a lot of fun and we work really hard on making them. We have done episodes on 13, um, which is, uh, got, it's got a Twilight connection here. There's Catherine Hardwick is the director of that film and she's in it. And we've done Marie Antoinette and we've done the cult 
classic Ginger Snaps, one of the few horror films I will actually watch. Anyways, go check that out. It's awesome over there. And other than that, you guys have a good day. Go and watch Twilight, but do it with caution. (laughs) Bye.